in front of Spoken Roman's daring tactics without a fight. Slid up to third. Doval Legend got to fourth. They were followed by Dewis. Tralee Rose in reverse. Then came Realm of Flowers to the outside. Next young birder, Gold Trip. But Knight's Order is going to try and break their hearts in the Lexus Melbourne Cup at the 450. Led by two leg Spoken Romans. Here's Doval Legend presenting and Gold Trip down the outside. Emissary is behind those. Gold Trip moves up, takes the lead from Dover Legend. 250 metres to go. Emissary running on. Gold Trip, 150 metres to go, wondering about getting tired. Emissary is trying very, very hard, but Gold Trip is brave. 100 to go, a leap and a half. Emissary. Gold Trip is going to win the Lexus Roman Cup. Gold Trip wins it. Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach, playing on there with Gold Trip's win in last year's Melbourne Cup. was a cracking win and he's going around again, this time with J-Mac in the saddle. Zara aboard without a fight. So it's going to be an absolute cracker either way. We are doing a very in-depth Melbourne Cup preview today. We're going to be going through each runner and then at the end of the show we'll go through anything else the boys like uh, for Tuesday as well. But this one is pretty much dedicated to the big 3,200 metre race. Uh, a bit of housekeeping. If you can do us a favour, we've just been having a look. Um, a lot of people do uh, reviews and stuff and whatnot, but if you're a Spotify listener, uh, do us a big favour and give us a good old five stars. That would be amazing. If you're an Apple listener, same thing. You can do a star or even write a little review. Thank you to people that have been doing that recently. It just does uh, help us out. Big favour and um, keeps the show growing. But we've got the same boys. Chris joined us the other day and he is joining us once again. So we're going to be going through the big 24 horse field. It is a toughie and it's there's somewhat a very short favourite. We all know what happens with favourites in these things. So I welcome in the Boys, uh, hopefully it's going to be a bit better than yesterday. It was a bit of a strip out for a lot of uh, the punting punting people of Australia yesterday. Um, it was a very tough day, but uh, hopefully we'll go one better. Kohai, how did you go? I know that you had a good futures bet sitting on Riff Rocket and absolutely just got there. Yeah, Zach, um, I was sweating. Uh, I thought... For a second, for a moment, I thought J-Mac, he had a peach of the run, you know, just going into the straight and everything, but I thought he hit the go button a, a fraction early. And um, when it came down to the finish, that camera angle at Flemington, because it's before the post, I thought I'd just been absolutely done on the post. But luckily, uh, for me anyway, as soon as that photo came up, a sigh of relief so to speak. I mean, I was cheering all the way through internally. Uh, I was at Rose Hill with Tommy and the likes working and managed to find a telly right near the uh, the enclosure and um, I was very quiet for the majority of it and then yeah, <laughs> it was just a little 30 second period where I thought, oh god, I just lost, didn't I? I didn't back anything else. I was thinking about hedging but I didn't and luckily it prevailed. It was like a spitting image of last week's um, photo with Romantic Warrior, wasn't it? Slightly. I mean, uh, if a Romantic Warrior, sorry, uh, Mr. Brightside won last week, I probably would have, uh, unbeknownst, had a really, really um, long bender, I've got a feeling. That collect would have been actually probably bigger than uh, Riff Rocket. So <laughs> that would have been special, but luckily uh, each way betting prevails and Romantic Warrior was tough, so all, all props to it. Oh, well, unlucky to the Hayes boys who have just gone absolute nostril down to him for two weeks in a row. Um, Chris, to me it was a bit of a strip out, but just before we hit record, mate, you you got managed to get a piece of the Sydney quaddy, mate. How was that? He was probably pretty lucky, to be honest. I uh, went halves with a mate. He had Wild Planet as one of his selections which obviously got us over the line and made sure it paid well but i'm certainly thankful that it did because yeah things the other results probably didn't really land my way amelia's jewel got obviously smashed and i don't think it would have been good enough anyways uh had a tissue going for a really big correct how good was the, the ride on uh, Pride of Jenny or whatever it was. I think it was Declan Bates. That was unreal. Yep, Declan. And then I needed Die Mill to place as the last leg of a multi, and, and it didn't sell it either. So I was in a bit of trouble before then. Yeah, I had uh, I, had, I was saying just before we hit record, I had a 760 to 1 multi go down with a half a length, which was um, 
It was only ten dollars on. Just was a little bit of a muck around one with back to back to back races, but uh, that's that was hurt. Tommy, you said halfway through the day that you couldn't buy a winner. Did you get out of that? Yeah, mate. Um, actually, Coey and uh, Alex, another guy out there, um, when saw Oben Bora mine, they came back to the to the OB truck and they just said he looked unreal. So, um, they were singing his praises. So I couldn't I couldn't help it but jump on and uh, yeah, that got me out a bit of a dodge. So that was great. It was. It was a big win, um, little nuggety horse, but great finish. Um, my hard luck one of the day, I thought I was home with, um, I went the Joe Pride trifecta in the Giga Kick, and with about 50 to go, I thought I was pretty sweet. And then I don't know where Bella Nipatina came from, but it was just unreal. Great Willow ride. Um, How good was it? And yeah, second, third, and fourth. So I was a bit close with that one, but yeah, Oban Boromai um, was a good result. That was a cracking crack win. If you watch that, like I've watched that race a couple of times, a cracking ride from um, Joshy Parr. That was amazing. Um, all right, we're previewing the Melbourne Cup. 24 runners here. We're going to be doing a runner-by-runner preview at the end of the show. We'll um, touch on anything else that we like for Tuesday as well. But uh, I'll do a market first because there's been a fair bit of changing up today. So Vorban, which was as little as 3.30 after the barriers came out, and then even today it's out to 4.40 now, so it's on the drift. Gold Trips out to $6 from 4.60 this morning. Uh, without a fight, it's there at sixes. Solcum, 10 bucks, but... Good money for this absurd. So, uh, Willie Mullins, Zach Purton, right, $21 into 12 today. Uh, another one that I saw just before has had a couple bucks for it was Calipore. Obviously, it ran, but Zach Lloyd gets a ride now. It's halved its quote and Serpentine, um, probably a couple of bucks for it as well. But interesting to say the least. We start with Gold Trip, though, that is wearing number one. Uh, J Mac aboard, $4.40 out to $6. We know what it did last year, we know what it's been doing the last couple of runs. Can it do it again, Coey? It's been a while since it's happened. It's definitely been a while, and there's only been a handful of horses that has uh, multiple Melbourne Cups next to their name. I think there's about six of them. Um, as for this one, uh, I mean, he's he's come back a better better horse altogether this kind of spring. So no knocks on his form, like the Turnbull, Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, all its runs are bit, you know, warranted respect, definitely. It's only a kilo up from last year. The better lead up gets J Mac. He's just absolutely lucked out by picking, getting the uh, ride on Gold Trip. So ticks there. I think the um, the biggest query that I have with Gold Trip, I, I don't think the weight is an issue anymore because I thought <laughs> it's too heavy last year and look what it did, right? I think the question might be the barrier. Barrier two is an interesting spot for it. Last year it was barrier 13. So it had the room. It, Found kind of, you know, worse of midfield with cover and then it just lengthened. It was kind of similar to the Turnbull win in terms of position, but barrier two could seem locked up. So I don't know if J-Mac and the Connections want to go a bit more positive on it. And if they do stay a little bit more positive, stay kind of within the first 10 runners past the post first time around, I think it's definitely got a chance. Um... Oh, like you can't knock its form. I keep looking at its form, and a lot of these horses do come out of the same form lines. It's the horse that will present late. Is just whether barrier two is a detriment to it. It's definitely my top kind of six, but a win, I'm not sure. Like Coey said, Chris, uh, last year's winner only gets a kilo up from that win in the Turnbull. A couple of good runs since. Where is it for you? Yeah, I think J Mac offsets the weight concern, if that's a concern for anyone. Uh, as you said, it's only a kilo from last year. It, they get the weight because they've proven that they're good enough to do it, so that's not a concern for me one bit. And I think J-Mac, if, if, if your barrier is a concern for anyone, I think J-Mac offsets that, so he can win for sure. Tommy, agree? Yeah, a couple of things is, um, like his result last year, won the Turnbull both times, and this year... Uh, pretty similar in the Caulfield Cup placing and then the ninth cost plate last year, fifth this year. So very similar prep. If not, he's probably going better now. 58, I know Coey says it, it's not a worry because he did it with a big weight last year, but no horse has won uh, with 58 uh, since Think Big in 1975. And I, 
Is it a better race this year? Maybe. I think the top end might be a bit better than last year, but also um, if we do get a firm deck, might just seem undone. I normally don't really care about the jockey with Zara jumping aboard, but you do get J-Mac, but just him thinking maybe he's got a better chance than a horse than he won on last year. has got to be sitting in the back of your mind when you're thinking about this as well. So there's just a couple of negatives there, but I think we potted it last year and we were left red-faced as well. It's not the last time we'll be left red-faced, that's for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> the um, Alan Queer, or Alan Queer, uh, there's a bit of an injury cloud about this. I saw on Twitter earlier, but this is Ollie's ride. Uh, it's a bit of a roughie of the field. I think it's paying $51 at the moment. It hasn't, it hasn't done a heap in its last three starts. Uh, I guess it was okay in the might and power, but uh, Coey, any thoughts on this one? Uh, it hasn't won in over 500 days. Uh, last win was over the 2000 at Curra in the Tats Gold Cup, and since coming to Australia, it's definitely been underwhelming. I think this time last year, it was kind of rated and uh, well-respected in the market, so to speak. So the fact that it's formless, it's only going to be a kilo and a half off from its last start in Moon- in the Mooney Valley Cup uh, about, what, 10 days ago thereabouts. Uh, it was a little bit luckless watching the replays in that, but saying that, it's... It's it draws better, gets dolly with the experience. It I don't think it's going to figure at all. Chris, you give it anything? No, I reckon there's better fifty shots on in the race and on the card. It'd obviously be a fairy tale for Ollie, but no, not one of mine. Tommy hasn't done much since Australia and uh, been in Australia and hasn't won near the distance so much. All right, so without a fight is next. Drawn a bit wide, Zara obviously opted for this one. So soft track probably wasn't great for him last year's cup. Um, so without a fight, I guess he was flying in Brizzy before he had a crack and win in the Caulfield, and we were I jumped off and Coey stuck strong, I think. But what do you think, Coey? It's drawn a bit wide. Zara's chose this one. Is it up there? I think Zara's heart would have sunk a little bit when the 16 marble came out, I reckon. That's, that's my guess anyway. He'd... From that draw, I'm not sure where it settles. I genuinely don't know. 3,200 metres, I don't see it's going to be a problem. That Caulfield Cup win was huge. It gets penalised a kilo, um, but I think it's a talented horse. It's got a bit of upside to it. Obviously, Mark Zara is flying, so that you know they don't lose anything there. But, yeah, uh, I think it'll do better than last year. came 13th last year. Um and it's clearly a, a bigger, better horse, this preparation, with three wins next to its name since that uh, Queensland assault. So, can respect top 10 finish, but uh, the barrier is really tricky. I don't have him in my top four. Chris, you up there for you? Yeah, I, I would prefer him over Goldtrip personally. So, I think Zara's made the right call there. I'm not as put off by the barriers as it sounds like Koha is. Um, just because you've got so long to make up for it and these jockeys are good enough to, to sort that out and especially these guys at the top of the, the field, they've proven that they're good enough to, to carry the weight. So, and, and to me, that just means they can offset that barrier. I, I think you've got to include him. Tommy, is in yours? Yeah, he's pretty close. Um, his, form's, his form's been better. Uh, last year's Melbourne Cup was a bit of a worry, but... Um, he seems to be doing a lot better since. So, yeah, I think it's um, I think he's a chance. All righty, interesting. Uh, breakup is number four is drawn very wide in eighteen. It's uh eighteen bucks. Uh, I don't know a heap about it. Ran eighth in the Caulfield Cup. Looks like he um, we have a similar jockey here, ridden by Kohai Matsuyama. So, Koei, tell me more about him. Uh, so he's obviously a Japanese stayer. Um, Probably comes out of the right form races in Japan to be here. It's lined up against Justin Palace. is one of the best staying group one horses over in Japan at the moment. Won the Tenno Show and won the Hunchin at Group 2 over there. So definitely warrants the form line. It's it's an interesting horse because I had to watch a couple of replays, you know, leading into this and a lot of people wouldn't be familiar. But it didn't show too much of a turn of foot. And I think we all saw that in the Caulfield Cup. It was a little bit – it had every right to be closer in the finish, but um, it was kind of one pace and everything else. But stepping up to the 3,200 shouldn't be an issue. Its second up record's really good. Um, 
I think he could be the interesting runner that injects a little bit of pace early or mid mid race at least. He'll try and step forward from Barry eighteen, gets the local jock from Japan to fly over. Um, I, I yeah, I think there is going to be at some point in time uh, he's going to range to the front, and then it's going to be a horse with a high cruising speed. It doesn't have a turn of foot, but it it could just open the field right up coming into the turn. So. Interesting runner, not in my, I mean, it could be a value runner for all I know, but definitely not in my numbers. Chris, one of yours? Yeah, I was kind of thinking if he didn't have the run in the Caulfield Cup, would he be $18 or would he be $10 or $9? And I just keep going back to his run in the, in the Tenno show that Koa mentioned behind Justin Palace, which was, which was really good. He kind of got locked up and shuffled back too far and then, made that sustaining run, but it was kind of too late. So, yeah, I think he's probably over the odds. That's a good point, I think, Chrissy, if he didn't have that run. Um, Tommy, thoughts? Yeah, agree with the boys. And um, uh, only time at 32 was at uh, Tenno Show as well at the 32. So um, I think um, I think that's good form for a race like this. All right, we head to the favourite in Vorban. So it's on the drift, three thirty out to four dollars. Uh, Ryan Moore gets the ride. Uh, look, it was pretty short, three thirty. So it's probably getting out to a good price. Um, but how often do favourites win? We know what happens with favourites. I think Fiorente was the last favourite, the one uh, had a huge win at Royal Ascot, and will probably be up on speed for most of the time. Don't you reckon, Coey? In terms of favouritism, I mean, uh, I think there's been, I, I don't know how many years of the Cup there is has been, but I think there's been 35 or 36 favourites win the race. So I wouldn't be disparaged from it. I mean, obviously in recent times, it's been a far more competitive race being internationally recognised and so forth. So I wouldn't be steered away for favouritism. And I mean, I'm sure Tommy and Chris will touch on it a bit more, but 55 kilos, I don't think it's ever carried this weight. So it's going to be six kilos down from its last uh, win at where was it Nas in Ireland uh, on that occasion it was a short favourite dollar sixty seven uh, one by one and a half and then the previous start it won like Farlap um, at Royal Ascot where he just controlled the speed up front didn't sprint and then just one by seven and a half and its stable mate absurd came second in that race as well so it had the favours at Ascot so. Definitely have to respect, and as for Ryan Moore, I mean, he just came off the win of a Breeders' Cup this morning, uh, so he's riding well, and he's going to come straight over from America to down under, and once again, he is one of the world's best jockeys, so he got one of the best, and on top of that, in terms of the speed, it's going to be, I don't think it's going to lead, but it's going to be forward, that's just its racing pattern, and it's drawn well. So I have to think that it's going to be uh, front quartet. I don't think you want to be sitting in the breeze either. So it might try and get a bit of a smother, let others cross. The likes like Serpentine, who's drawn inside of it. So it should get the run of the race. As soon as it's gone to the flat, it has improved out of sight. So a warranted favourite, but the price is you know, finally drifting out to a much more respectful kind of backable point. Yeah, I agree. I think I'll be having a crack at it. I'll also be for the exotic standing it out, just in case. I think it's a bit of a star. Uh, when you just mentioned the Breeders' Cup, friend of the show, Ryan Grace, I mean, his friend's bets from uh, over there in, I think it's called the Big Six or Top Six or Top Five, uh, 91 grand and 65 grand. So must be nice for a $300 outlay both times. So must be nice, Ryan. Hope you've got a piece. Uh, Chris, Vorban, does it go on top? Not on top. But as I'm as we're talking about this, I'm kind of questioning myself why. I think Ryan Moore's a plus. He's a hurdler. He's back in the UK. He's a hurdler. And my knock on the European staying form is that they, especially the French uh, distance races, is they they walk to the 600 and then all try and get going. But the Melbourne Cup's probably not like that. Like I don't think they're going to be. It's kind of it's a real tough. You've got to be strong and and a real kind of battler. And I think having that hurdle form gives that to him. So, yeah, getting out to a backable price and obviously got to include and I'll probably put some uh, exotics on where I stand him out as well. Tommy, what about you? 
Yeah, so you mentioned last podcast we did, he was that short favourite. I think a lot of people had a Romantic Warrior into him, so a lot of multis caused him to sort of be that price. But speaking to Tim Ryan from the tab, that um, he was always going to get out and he still might even get out even more. So I haven't backed him yet, but I'm going to back him. I think he's going to be my only bet of the day. He's I'm really keen. He's won half of his races he's in. Ryan Moore got off uh, him at Ascot, at Royal Ascot, and all the commentators, all the people talking were saying Melbourne Cup then, and that was in the middle of June. So, um, And he, he put pave to him. So it's been the plan for a while. Then he went to the Bally Rowan, and he, he won as well. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, I think good track suits him really well. He'll be on speed, so he's not going to get caught in the um, – in the ruckus of what a big Melbourne Cup field can be. He's drawn really well. A lot of ticks for me. Hey, sorry, just to jump back in. The other thing is uh, uh, Tommy mentioned that a good track is sweet, but I don't think if there's some rain around, that's not going to, that's not going to worry him either. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, But I agree with you boys. I think it's going to be definitely getting some of my coin and I'm just going to have a bunch of standouts as well as others, but that's definitely going to be it. Uh, Solcombe is next coming out of Barry four. It's 10 bucks opened as much as 12. So it's in a couple of dollars. Uh, Magic man gets the ride. Hopefully it doesn't fall out of the gates like it does recently, especially in the Caulfield cup flew home though. Um, but it also won the Queen's Cup. I think that was over two and a half or 2,600 metres at Flemington. So it's every chance. Magic Man aboard is always a big plus. Goey, thoughts? Comes in really well at the weights. 53 and a half. Magic Man, like you mentioned. I mean, big ticks. I think, I guess, the, the big query is it needs to jump with them. Um, in that Caulfield Cup, it blew the start and it came, it flopped out. It was like six lengths behind the, you know, the, the leaders. They've removed the blinkers, which is interesting. So... They're hoping that it jumps with them. If it jumps with them, I've definitely got to keep this horse safe. Uh, I think it's got plenty of upside. Its form lines are good, much like Gold Trip and the likes, without a fight and so forth. Um, yeah, it's all just going to come down to whether it jumps cleanly. It takes a bit of a gamble, but the price is nice. I can respect it. Uh, that Queen Elizabeth on Champions Day last year was... A good win, good win, but albeit a small, uh, sorry, good second, albeit a smaller field. This is a 24-horse race. It's drawn well and gets the favours with the jockey and the weights. I have to keep him safe, and I think he is a little bit of a smoky to finish amongst the top three. Getting any of your cash, Chris? No, you can't have them all, and he won't be one of mine. Uh, if, like Cody kept saying, if he jumps and if he can stay with them, he's proven to me consistently that he can't do that so he'll be in the back half of my speed map and i don't think like taking ten dollars about him to then make up you know 10 lengths on some of these guys that are some of the best horses in the world he's a solid no for me cop that chris i mean sorry tommy especially on the speed map if he doesn't jump you've got um all the speed sort of around him, you've got um, Serpentine, you've got Vauban, you've got Military Mission and Magical Lagoon all sort of within three horses either side of him. So they're all going to go front and he's just going to get engulfed by all the other horses cutting straight across looking for a spot. So if he doesn't jump, he's probably last and stuck. So it's going to be a big effort. Uh, so it is tough to have him, but... On his day, he is very good, and this Joe Marrero kid apparently goes all right. <laughs> yeah, good point. I've backed him the last three starts, so if I don't, then he'll salute. But interesting. Um, absurd. Interesting. $21 into 12s today. So Kohai mentioned earlier that uh, when Volben had that big win, I think it was by about eight lengths, this is uh, the horse that ran second to it. It is the stable mate, and Zach Purton is the jock. Comes out of barrier eight, Koei. Um, meets the favourite Vauban, two kilos better in this occasion. Draws nice. Zach Purden, obviously world-class. Uh, if the rain comes, I'd be definitely sceptical. Spe- uh, uh, it's definitely more of a on-top-of-the-ground type. Uh, all his, well, all but one of his wins have been on top of the ground, so definitely keep an eye on the weather. Um, historically, the e-ball winners haven't won the cup, but a couple have placed. That win in the the e-ball in itself was actually pretty decent. Uh, it was carrying 60.5 on that day, so it's going to be, you know, 7.5 kilos down on that occasion. 
I think it maps relatively well. Um, and I think there is enough speed and early pressure in this that it could settle midfield, nice little posse cover and everything else. So the distance isn't going to be an issue. It's going to be carrying far lower weight in this case. And yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he is within the, the top six, top eight. Chris, Zach Burton's always been one of yours. Is this one up there? Yeah, oh, I've got him on top. He's uh, the horse to beat for mine. Getting at the price now just seems weird, though, especially if the rain does come. I reckon he'll probably get out. It's a nice price last night when I had some money in my wallet, so I don't think it was my money that moved it, but uh, I got a better price than it's currently uh, on offer. Uh, obviously, love Zach. The Ebor, yes, the record isn't like perfect for horses coming from the Ebor here, but to me, it's such a like for like race. Big field handicap, and it won it really well. Uh, so yeah, I'm really keen. Tommy, like him fresh too into these big races. Like his last start was in the Ebor in August. So Purton has said it all. I just want to say how many great jockeys there are in this race too. You got yeah, Pert Marira, Holly Doyle, Ron Moore. It's it's really it's a really high quality. Uh, race um, in terms of jockey-wise as well, and I think this guy would be pretty close. Willie Mullins wouldn't just bring it over just for the sake of it. Um, in saying that, um, Boban beat it by seven and a half in that Ascot run, but it wasn't as suited as Boban was, so I think he's definitely a place chance. Alrighty, we go to Right You Are, uh, coming out of Barrier 15. It is one of the rougher ones of the carts, 51 Johnny Allen riding uh, won a bunch in a row back at the beginning of the year or close to a year ago, but I don't know, Kelly. Query at 3,200. Funny story. First runner in 61 years to have a sire and a dam both running the cup. Uh, awkward draw. Johnny Allen's great. Uh, 53 kilos, probably weighted well. Caulfield Cup, it actually ran above expectations to me. Um, it was kind of relatively close to the speed. It just got outclassed by the better types of without a fight and gold trip and so forth. Um, I, I can't have him, though. I mean, uh, it, it's run exceptionally well, but in terms of this race, over 3,200, where it's never gone the trip, um, it's going to be the biggest field it's been in. Not for me. Is he going to find it tough, Chris? Oh, he'll find it tough, but they all will. Um, I said that I thought there were better 50 shots on in the card and on in the race than Alan Kerr, and I reckon Right You Are is one of them. If you look at the horses that sat on the speed in the Caulfield Cup, anything that sat on or, or near where Right You Are sat finished 10th, 14th, 16th, and there was a, it was a really hot speed. So I, that tells me that I think he'll get the trip and I think he's a decent price too, and I'll certainly be including him in in my numbers and my exotics. Tommy, uh, yeah, interesting that he hasn't he hasn't been around the trip yet. Um, his form's good, and um, yeah, placing eighteen of his twenty six starts. So it's look a uh, decent horse, but yeah, I just want to see him over the trip, but probably probably not one of mine. Alrighty, we head to Val and Declare. Everyone should know this one. It's drawn very wide, though. It's $34 into 26 Billy Egan gets the ride. Uh, he's done it before, back in 2019, and he's still kicking. Uh, I think he's run it in four times now. I thought he was really good uh, coming home against Alligator Blood in the Might and Power, and I reckon he's a sneaky chance. What do you reckon, Coey? He, it's definitely his best prep since winning the Cup in 2019. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be a kilo up since that cup, which, I mean, that's great. Fantastic. And we all know it can run the trip. That oh, I mean, it obviously had that injury scare back in 2021 or thereabouts, and it wasn't the same horse, but it's it's returned really, really well here. Um, you could definitely make a case for him. And, you know, like, it's going to be four kilos less since that Mooney Valley Cup where it came second. It ran wide the trip and still figured, you know, three quarters of a length behind Cleveland, who had pretty much... The, oh, not the run of the race, but there was so much speed in that race. It just, you know, peeled to the outside and went bang. So the hot speed definitely helped Cleveland on the occasion. And um, the draw looks sticky, but I think something like breakup would definitely help Val and Declare get into the race early. So it'll have a backside to follow. 
even if it's running in a three wide line, we know how tough this horse is and eventually it'll settle in a two wide line, I'm guessing. Definitely one to keep an eye on. I think, yeah, it's something that's probably above the odds. Back-to-back seconds lately, Chris, one of yours. Oh, no, cool to see him there. Uh, fourth cup, which is a good storyline, but it's, this is tougher and going to have to do it from a shitty position. So I am not interested, but happy to have him there and watch him take up some of the market. Give him a chance, Tommy. Yeah, well, I, I don't think he'll know himself in 53 in, in a race um, in a cup again. So I think the weight's great for him. Um, he's only won one race since that cup, though. That's a bit of a worry, but... As Cowie said, he's racing better than ever, so wouldn't shock if he placed. All right, we go to Cleveland. Uh, a little bit of a drift, 26 out to 34, drawn very wide, drawn at barrier 23. Gets Mickey D for the Lee stable. Mickey D rides, has ridden some big winners. Um, ran well in the St. Ledger, took out the Mooney Valley Cup, but uh, this might be a bit tough, do you reckon, Cowie? Yeah, I think it's going to be a bit tough. 23, no idea where it settles. The three starts... Well, I mean, disregard the Newcastle Cup, but uh, the Metrop, it was one pace but wide, so excuses, you know, six six and a bit lengths behind Just Fine, who was carrying 50 kilos on that day. So, yeah, a bit of an excuse. Set Ledger was better, but the quality of the field is yet to be really questioned. Land Legend won it, and he's not running in this race. Calipor, on the other hand, has actually uh, disproved it. So, a little bit of a question mark, but that barrier is really, really... I, I genuinely think it's going to be tailing off near last year. And I think it just, no, I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. But that Mooney Valley Cup win, I think everything just planned out perfectly for him. J-Mac rode to the peach, just went around the outside and just went for home. And Bob Bob Layden won. But, yeah, this is far tougher. Chris? His mum and dad are both swimmers. If the rain comes, I would be chucking something on. But and if there's no rain, then no. Nah. Tommy? Hard from that gate. Uh, he's starting to get back into the winner's room, which is good. Um, getting a bit closer. But, yeah, from that gate, it's a bit tough. Yep, have to agree with you all. Ashran is next, coming out of Barrier 11. Another one of the Myron Eustace runners, carrying aboard Barrier 11. All right, so we're 34 bucks. Uh, pretty wild story. This I think he had... Fuck, close to three years off, and he's only just sort of... I think he ran in the 2020 Cup around there, and he's only sort of just come back. But gets Karen aboard. Karen's done it plenty of times. Um, is it a bad roughie? Is it a good roughie, Coey? It's so hard to say, uh, say at the moment because, like, the 2020 Cup actually was pretty decent. It hasn't won in 1,100 days, but like you said, it's been injury-ridden, so... It's hard to put a real scope on it. The Bart Cummings this time around wasn't a bad one. I think just it was tailed pretty much near last. It was last into the turn. And then it closed off really well like a good stayer does. So it's going to be fourth up here. And, I mean, the Geelong Cup run wasn't a bad one either where it kind of – it was stuck in a bit of traffic. So a little bit of an excuse. And it still managed to be, you know, a third of a length behind the eventual winners. Um It'd be a great comeback story. It'd be one of the all-time great comeback stories. Um, but how do I see it? I mean, K-Mac's a big, big plus. Uh, if you want a Cups jockey, I mean, K-Mac, I think, has a record, has been in 19 Melbourne Cups, and he has had 14 top 10 finishes. So his consistency is fantastic. Could I see him run top 10? Possibly, but no, nah, not one of mine. Chris? Yeah, I don't think the format of the Geelong Cup is any good. So, no. They bunch finished there, and it just looked like a weak edition of that. I usually like the Geelong Cup form lines, but nah, not for me. There's better. There's just – it should be 60 to 70 to 1, not 30. Tommy? you got to respect the owners and the jockey in uh, this race. I reckon if there's a bit of money for him, might be a bit of a guide, but um, currently I couldn't have him. All right, we go to a tough one. Dakin Sweet Jr., something like that. Drawn 12, uh, look, one of the big roughies of the race. Stackhouse gets the ride. Um, might be tough, but he'll probably handle the 3,200, I guess. He won the, uh, was it Adelaide Cup or something like that, Coey? Yeah, he won the Adelaide Cup. Um, 
It's probably the most genuine 3,200-meter horse in Australia right now. I'll probably be honest. It's been, yeah, 600 days since winning that Adelaide Cup at Group 2 level. It's not a, it's not the overly strongest race, but uh, since then it's been third in the Sydney Cup and six in last year's Melbourne Cup. So it, it loves the trip, loves 3,200 metres. Uh, if there's rain, definitely put a pen through him. Uh, has to be on top of the ground. All its wins to to date has been on top of the ground. So any signs of moisture, get rid of him. But he'll be fifth up, ready to peak. The Herbert Power was actually surprisingly good, I thought. Um, it's ready and, I mean, it, it's, like I said, it's going to be fifth up, ready to peak. So he could run a sneaky run, but nah, not for me. One of your roughies, Chris? Uh, realistically, you can probably pen half the field that you can just say they're not going to get the distance, right? At least with this guy, you know he's going to run out 3,200 metres. I don't think he's going to win. I'm probably not going to include him. If he looms up to win at the 100, I'll probably nip to the bar and make sure I get a beer before the bar lines get busy again. But, like, no, nah, not for me. Tommy? No, I think it's all been said. Um, uh, some some better horses beat at home in that uh, Herbert Power, so I'd have them before this one. Righty. Akita Swishy. Uh, Dylan Gibbons, cool to see him get a ride as well. Barrier 20. Uh, it's 50s out to 100s into 80s. So... Uh, drawn very wide. Um, it's not so much. I, I don't really know anything about this Joseph O'Brien runner. So, Coey, take it away. Barriers uh, horror seems seems like it's been rushed into get into this cup. Um, it was uh, third in an Irish Saint Ledger trial back in August, late August, and now it's you know it came to Caulfield Cup, ran twelfth, didn't show much, never looked likely. Um, he was back of the field, and a lot of the you know the the back markers were running into that race, whilst this guy wasn't. I'd say second up, he'll probably show a bit more improvement. He's got a good record over that. It's it's hard to have him. I mean, if if you're really digging deep, the Copperhouse handicap, which Vauban and uh, Absurd ran one in two, he comes out of that coming third a year beforehand. So, I mean, you could yeah, I mean, depends how much you want to trust that form. The winners of that race subsequently haven't done a whole lot. So, no, nah, not for me. Chris? Yeah, no, nah, there's stronger European form. Uh, obviously, they've got to travel, so you just don't know. He looks like he'll get the distance out of Galileo, but I would, like, you'd be taking on trust, and it's the right stable to do that, but I, it's not, yeah, no. Nah. Tommy, anything? Yeah, um, as Chris said, right stable. Joseph O'Brien, um doesn't know what it takes to win this race. Won it twice in the last 10 years. So there's a bit of a push there. His one win over the two miles was on a synthetic track at Dundalk, which um, I don't think that's a plus at all. So <laughs> that's a, that one's a bit tough, but um, always seems to peak second up. And that was his only time at the two miles. So, yeah, interesting, but not for me. Oh, oh, Kerry Jordan, the um, Kiwi horse runner, used to always say, just pen all synthetic form. It means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. I but, have to agree. Yeah, I think I agree too. We go we go to another roughie, even more of a roughie. we got Shiraz, Barrier 22, Bo Mertens. It's 100s. Uh, look, this surely has to be lengths better to even um, feature here. But what do you reckon, Coey? Uh, probably the worst of the Walla Quartet. I'm probably happy to say that. Uh, Barry 22 need, needs rain, needs rain. The no good track form, so you want to be on the soft to heavier side, if not heavier. So the, its runs, lead up runs have been disappointed. I mean, I know it was only about two lengths behind Cleveland in that Mooney Valley Gold Cup, but nah, not taking it. It's just not running well in Australia. Surely not, Chris. I generally thought these horses retired. Last season, so I'm. I saw it in the. I saw it looking, going through the floor. I was like, "What? He's out of retirement. He's back." Uh, it'd be the most wild thing ever, wouldn't it? And definitely needs rain. But nah, come on. Tommy, surely not. His fitness will be there. His ability will not. 
That's good. I like that. I like that. Um, all right, number 15, Willow is riding Last Ochka uh, for Mick Price. It's $21 and it comes out of barrier 21. Could be a sign. Um, look, it's its first Australian start. Gets Willow. Looks like she can handle the distance, I guess, but not something I know a hell of a lot about. Coey, anything? I know that Mick Price has been really happy with its progress and I mean obviously Australian bloodstock bought him to run in this and obviously with Gold Trip what they did with him I mean they know how to pick him so no knocks the winning long shot was over 3100 meters and traveled like a good thing through and through uh drops five kilos on that from that occasion Willow's on board you know what the trip's not going to be any problem if the rain comes I'd definitely be keeping an eye on him definitely because I think Currently, if it is a good four, it might be too firm. It might be too firm. And I think it's got strong enough Euro form that with the low weight and willow, I, I think it's a sneaky, you know, top six chance. What do you reckon, Chris? No, nah, look, definitely, if, if it does rain and it's a genuine heavy, then I'd probably have him on top. Uh, and I, But it would need the rain. And it, it's kind of, as I mentioned earlier, it's out of those French staying races where they just walk and dawdle to the 600, 500 and then try and sprint home and they're all kind of go across the line pretty close to each other or, or one beats them by two lengths and the rest of them go across together. So, yeah, heavy track and then really interested, but it's just other, otherwise no. I do – one thing I found interesting was there's an owner in this horse named Lestoshka. So, like, why does he get to name the horse after him and all the other owners don't? <laughs> have to ask him. I don't know. I don't know. Tommy, is it any hope for you? He may have stayed in the ownership when they bought it from France, would be a guess, maybe. i got no idea. Um, boy said it. I think he needs rain to be entertained here. All right, is Lestoshka a boy or a girl? Like the horse is a mare, but the, the owner, I mean. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a syndicate, to be absolutely honest. I mean, Gold Trip's got an owner called Gold Trip, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to have some fun, but okay. <laughs> I think his dad's a guy and his mum's a girl. <laughs> Lastochka. Oh, yeah, it sounds Russian. Uh, How good would Matt Hill sound yelling out Lastochka at the 100? Yeah. Yeah, true. Last. Yeah, before you're on. All right, Magical Lagoon is next. Another ruffie. We're going through a lot of ruffies here. Uh, Mark Duplessis gets a ride. Uh, Walla Horse, what did it come? Sixth in a Geelong Cup. It's had, what, five starts in Australia. It's been pretty... Bloody underwhelming, to be honest. But, Coey, can you give it anything? Never been over two miles. Winner of the Oaks, Irish Oaks, about a year and a half ago. <sighs> Can't have him, to be absolutely honest. I don't re- – I mean, he's going to inject speed probably into this race, which would uh, favour the ones that are going to be behind him. But that's all I can give. Uh, it's not good enough to be probably the top two-thirds of the field. Chris? Uh, no for me, but a sneaky Sydney Cup chance next year. That's good. Little future. Tommy? No, I don't think so. I think he's bred to get the distance, but um, yeah, I, I can't have him on current form. All right. Military mission. Uh, Rachel King's ride, 41s into 31s, barrier five for the Waterhouse camp. Uh, we have a grey. Uh, won the Newey Cup. Um, give it a hope, Coey. Mm, I mean, it's one of those things. It's, it's form... It's been flying. This is the best preparation it's had. Um, Rachel King obviously comes off that big win on os- osmosis on the weekend. So she- she's riding well, never gone over two miles. Two kilos worse than Cleveland and Calipore since the Metrop. It's so hard to measure this Herbert Power form, but I just think others are going to be stronger here. Chris? Um, when it won the Hobart Cup, in uh, early this year, February, March, Gay literally said that um, he's a Melbourne Cup type. And I know Gay is always very positive, uh, but, like, uh, no, nah, not for me. I think she's been desperate to win it this year. She was very keen with Goldman and um, White Marlin, and there was a couple of others that she would try to qualify early, but um, things have gone off the boil for her so far. But I will say the horse has been in really good form. Um, it's It's been... Winning some winning some hotly contested races and doing everything I asked for it. Uh, keen to see it at this distance, but um, yeah, just just have to watch it. All right, we go to Serpentines, the inside draw at seventy ones into forty ones. Um, 
look, plenty of experience, I guess. Lloyd Williams, Dry McNeil, obviously, and Gay came third in the Bart Cummings. Anything, Coey? It's going to be another one that's going to be stepping forward, especially from that barrier one. I think Joe McNeil's a nice booking. Obviously, won on what did he win on? He won a couple of years ago. I can't even remember. The horse's name eludes me. Won the Derby before coming to Australia. It hasn't really put the riding on the wall since coming over here. It's only won a 2,200-metre Eagle Farm open handicap since. So it's hard to have him here. I know that he won't have any problem probably finding the 3,200 metres here. Um, yeah, it's got future history for him, which is strong enough, obviously, because he's one of the uh, the fancied runners. But no, nah, not for me here. Yeah, it was... Um Twilight Payment was the horse. Yeah, Twilight Payment. Uh, Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I think he's probably the likely leader. And I'll be down the back. You watch the Serpentine slithering around um, Flemington. And I think he can probably cause a bit of an upset. I'd rather him. I'd take him over military mission. And he's he's a longer price. Tommy, anything? Since Jay and Adrian have had him, his form has been back. He's he's sort of been lifted off the ground since they've had him, and um, yeah, new maybe a bit of a new lease on life. But you go to that thirty two hundred form, and he's none from two. So I would suggest uh, he's no good here. We go another big ruffie in Virtuous Circle, Froggy aboard Barrier Six. Um, look, he was probably good in the autumn. I think he came, you know, had ran well in the Oz Derby, but hasn't been very good of late uh, lately in the spring. But Coey, big ruffie, anything? Looks out class, just simply put. I think it's just doesn't matter how what weight it's going to be carrying. It mightn't even need a jockey, and it'll probably lose by thirty two lengths. So it's only one over the fifteen hundred meters. Big queries, just nah, definitely not. Nah. Chris, anything? Nah, keep moving. Tommy, nah. <laughs> I like that. All right, we go to where we got to more felons. Uh, barrier twenty four. Jamie Carr, thirty one dollars, riding for Waller. Uh, Good old Jamie came out and won again like yesterday. Uh, I don't know anything about it. What do you reckon, Coey? First up in that Geelong Cup wasn't bad. I thought I didn't know what to do with this horse, to be absolutely honest. Uh, debut was all right. 3,200 metres shouldn't be an issue. It's one over 3,300 metres, so distance shouldn't be an issue. Good and soft track forms there, so... You know, I, I can definitely respect and has ridden against Vauban and Absurd, so... Most recently, eighth behind Absurd in the E-ball by only, you know, 3.3 lengths on that occasion. So he could be a little bit of a smoky. Barry is a little bit tricky, but it's going to be, what, 10.5 kilos lower since that E-ball run, and it's going to be a further 4.5 kilos lower in the Geelong Cup. So not without a chance. I've seen better, you know, higher priced. No, I mean, it's nicely priced at the moment. Chris, give it a chance. Another European hurdler, but if he was to beat Vorban and Absurd, I would be very shocked. More of an Adelaide Cup type for me. Tommy, and on top of that, to add to add to Tommy and Chris's sentiments, its last win was on the synthetic as well. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Tommy, a chance? Uh, I wouldn't think so, but it's running the Geelong Cup was all right. He's... Um, Final 400 and 200 were okay, so um, better than half the field, I'd say. Alrighty, we go to future history. This is where Holly Doyle gets the ride. Cool to see her in the race. Drawn barrier 13. We're getting $23 at the moment. Another uh, one for the stable, Kiramar and Dave Eustace. Came through the Bart Cummings. Uh, Coey, thoughts? Low weight, uh, 50 kilos. Uh, it's going to be six kilos lower than that Mooney Valley Gold Cup, which is a big tick. So it's going to be advantageous against the likes of Cleveland and whoever else competed competed in that race. Um, it will be two and a half kilos better off than Cleveland, sorry. So, I mean, it in terms of weight, it looks good. Uh, it was tough in the Bar Cummings. It'll probably go forward, I'm guessing. Uh, racing pattern seems to be forward. Barry 13, Holly Doyle. I mean, it ticks a couple of boxes for me and uh, definitely like a top six chance for me. So keep an eye on her. Chris? Yeah, so a lot of these, all of these actually, except for future history, I think we've seen, we know who they are. Like we've seen their peak number. We know they'd have to surprise us and do something. We know what we're getting with a lot of them, you know, like they – 
can average out their their top runs and you can get a pretty good idea of what number they're going to run in, 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 in a range. This is the one with the upside where I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. So he's on the up. It'll be a step up, but he's the one with, with the, the ceiling that we haven't seen yet. So, yeah, it's interesting for sure. The one thing I want to also mention with future history is like, it's had a long preparation, but they've spaced the preparation out really, really well with this guy. And um, it's been month between runs since July. And into the, from the Bart Cummings to the Mooney Valley Gold Cup, it was only two weeks. And, oh, sorry, not two weeks. It was only, it was another month. But now off the back of Mooney Valley, it's the shortest gap it's had over the five five races it's had to date. So it's got to be rock hard fit and going to be carrying no weight. So I definitely think it's a smoky on that regard as well. Smoky for you, Tommy? Yeah, a little bit. Um, again, we we just we just don't know what he is at this class yet. And um, as Cowie said, that's almost an old school sort of prep where he has had six runs into it. And then he goes 56 kilos down to 50. So um, interesting, very interesting. And I'm, I'm a big rap on Holly Doyle too. Um, yeah, place chance. All right, another ruffian interpretation drawn out of 17. Tio gets the ride. Uh, failed to finish in last year's cup, but it comes through the Bendigo Cup. Coey, anything? I can't read too much into that Bendigo Cup, quite honestly. That's just me personally. I mean, I know the stable... Uh, had high emotion last year who won that cup and then subsequently finished top three in the Melbourne Cup. So they're obviously using it as a springboard into this year's cup. But saying that, where does it figure? Barry 17. T.O. actually has a really good stat. He's only This would be his third Melbourne Cup ride to date. And he was fourth on floating artist and third in high emotion last year. So, I mean, in terms of connections and everything coming together, I mean, it's probably wishful thinking, but at the same time, it's a formula they're going with. So take on trust, but I can I can respect a little bit. Yeah, Kieran was like genuinely pumped up when he won the uh, the other Wednesday, the Bendigo Cup, and really excited. They asked him, "Will you push onto the cup?" And he like he was like, "Hell yeah!" So he was like genuinely pumped up. But I I can't have him over Kieran's other one that we just mentioned, Future History. So he, he's probably not one I'll include, but could see him running top 10. Tommy? Uh, yeah, I thought he was – he just sort of got home at Bendigo. So further, I think, might struggle. But, again, it's a – I think the um, Mara and Eustace way of training, they're, they're very uh, high numbers and sports science as well. And it, it's got a bit of the same um, prep with a, with a month between runs and then a short backup on this one. So – I think the prep will be right, but again, the ability, I just don't think is there. I've heard you boys, you mentioned top 10 and whatever a couple of times. If you do, you can you can do that at my work, Bet365, you do, you can pick any horses. I think it's anything from like three up to 10 to finish inside the top 10. So I think if you box up some four of Kiramar's horses or four of the horses you get, you get pretty good odds and that's just a finishing top 10. Uh, when I first saw that, I never thought it would be that popular last year, but then was shocked when how popular it was last year. So you can actually just go inside and pick your own. But if you like your top four to finish in top 10, have a crack. Calipore, uh, pretty interesting. It's cool, cool for Zach Lloyd, to be honest. He he was named on Valiant King and then obviously gone, and now he gets the ride aboard Calipore, who qualified yesterday. So that's 61s into 34. It's drawn 14. It's a Lee's horse. Uh, could be tired. Who knows? But it's come through the Archer yesterday. So what do you reckon, Coe? Is there any stats on horses coming through that doing well? Uh, the, the, obviously it's like the Bart Cummings method. So, I mean, Bart used to do this all the time and he won, I think three cups. I could be wrong there. Uh, but there about, he's won a couple of cups subsequently running on the Saturday and then the Tuesday. So it's a formula. I mean, each trainer does it differently, but that's what Bart used to do. And he's the greatest of the cups. So can't take that away from him. Um, it's not a very high rating archer because it was a small field and everything else, but I love the short backup. I love that it loses six kilos. Um, if you like Cleveland, I'd be more inclined to back Calipore more than Cleveland. Um, it comes out of the similar form line. So it comes out of the Newcastle uh, Cup, Metrop and St. Ledger, where Calipore came seventh and then Cleveland came ninth in the Newcastle Cup. Third in the Metrop and sixth for Cleveland in 
that race. And then in the St. Ledger, it was third. And then uh, Cleveland did one better and went second on that race. So just the fact that it loses so much weight in between, I definitely see more upside back in Calipore here. The draw shouldn't be an issue. I don't think it's going to lead like it did on that archer. I think it was just a tactical tactical change because it was such a small field. So I think it will be forward, but it doesn't have to lead. I think it'll sit forward-ish, probably, I don't know, a couple pairs back with a bit of cover. And you know what? Like, I think it's probably a genuine top 10 chance, and it's the only horse that's coming out of the archer. So beware. Tread carefully. Yeah, did have a crazy front-running win yesterday. Crazy to see how many front-running uh, rides there were yesterday. So if you didn't see any of them, Tim Clark, Declan Bates, uh, Ollie, some of them were fucking amazing. So Chris, Calipore, going in your numbers or not? Uh, no, I really liked him in the St. Ledger uh, on Monday Everest Day. And Land Legend, the import, put a really – sustained run on in that race and Calipore couldn't really handle it. And then yesterday uh, in the arch that you guys were talking about, it was a really slow tempo and got away with kind of murder in front. Uh, it's just not going to get that this way. On Tuesday, it'd be a big shock and it's a big step up. But like the back to him, he's, he's racing really well and, I think Dan Huddy uh, is a part owner, so good luck to them all. But, um, yeah, I probably won't be including, unfortunately. But, yeah, it'd be good to see him there and hope they have a ripping day for sure. Yeah, Huddy, Huddy seems very pumped. He's all over social at the moment, so it'd be cool to see him win. Tommy, in yours? Uh, I don't think so, but I will say, like, yeah, he was adaptable and did lead the other day. I, I don't think it was the best Lexus or Archer we've ever seen, but... Um, he, he has shown he can be adaptable, and if he can switch off, and they are going to be spread out a bit, and can um, can get the right run, I, I think he might might be able to jag something. But in in saying that, there is twenty four horses, and yeah, there's going to be a lot of traffic. But yeah, not the worst. All right, we finish with a roughie in True Marvel coming out of 10. Ben Thompson gets the ride. It's 200s into 100s. Uh, look, it might be a uh, bridge too far. Uh, it's had a couple of decent runs earlier on, but, um, yeah, don't know. Surely not, Coey. Um, yeah, so it's run 23200. Oh, no, it's, one, it's run 3200 six times. So it, we all know it can probably handle the trip, but... The 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 last win it had <laughs> is 160 days ago. It was down in Tassie. It was a maiden hurdle. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. That's good. A maiden hurdle. I have so many question marks. It's finished second in the Sydney Cup, carrying 50 kilos. It's <laughs> it's so hard to measure this all up. And last or well, this year's Sydney Cup was a heavy eight, and obviously preferred that type of going. And subsequently, you saw High Emotion, Gold Trip, and Cleveland finish towards the tail of the field that occasion. So it was a weirdly round race altogether. As for this race, no. Just no. Chris, a no? Yeah, no, I can't win. What did he pay in the maiden hurdle? That's what I want to know. Yeah, true. I'd, 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 I'd love to tell you, but it won 35000 <laughs> I actually thought when I saw the colours... Of like just without reading anything, I just I saw the colours and I thought it was Spirit Ridge, and I, Spirit Ridge would have a better chance of winning than True Marvel, unfortunately. I totally agree. Looks like it run thirty two hundred heavy track a dollar twenty five. It was <laughs> so well how done. good, uh, Tommy? Anything for it? Uh, this is his new sweet Thomas Maddie Smith. He um, dead set needs three, um, yeah, uh, two miles to get going. This will be a warm-up for a different race, I reckon. But, yeah, six starts, Coey, at the distance for a win, a two seconds and a third. And, um, yeah, I, I thought he almost, yeah, was going to jag that Sydney Cup too. We um, put in a good effort. I will say, Matty Smith is a freak at doing that, and especially in big races. It would be a great uh, uh, steal if he could do it here. All right, we have gone through 24 of the best. It's pretty hard to, so I guess, pick it straight out now, but um, we will be putting up some tips and stuff in Facebook, so jump in there if you want to have a look. Uh, but, Coey, do you want to put something on top? Do you want to box up five or six or something? If I were to box up six, let's go six. That's just how we'll roll. 
I've got to put future history in there. I've got to put Vauban, obviously, absurd, stable mate. Stolcom, I think, I know both the boys potted it, but I think even if it, you know, is slightly slow, I think it's just got an explosive turn of foot, ready to go two miles. So I've got to have him in the, that's five, I think I've mentioned, is it? Yep. Oh, no, that's four. Sorry, that's four. I think the old boy, Val and Declare, could be the apple cart uh, winning this. And do I flip for gold triple without a fight? Gold triple without a fight. <laughs> I'll make it so. Uh, I will be leaning towards without a fight, despite the bad draw. And if once again, if the heavens open up, it's a whole different kettle of fish, because I think the likes of Last Ochka and... Couple of the others could definitely run a hole in this, but yeah, that'd, that'd be the six. And if you had a thousand dollar bet given to you, what are you putting it on to win? I think five hundred each way on future history is actually a bet. So, I mean, as much as I'd love to put a thousand on the favourite, and I think just the fact that it's coming out to an, a better price right now, I think a thousand on the nose is definitely not uh, out of the question. But yeah, I, I think future history has a bit of upside and five hundred each way. All right, Chris, your turn. Tell me, box up a couple and then give me one on top. Yeah, I had four, but Coe gave six, so I'm going to give six. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you two of them in order. Mine are absurd. Right, you are. Break up, Vorban, Gold Trip, and Serpentine. If it is a heavy track, I will also take uh, Lushkoshka, and I will be hunting down Lushkoshka for a drink afterwards. <laughs> um, Tommy uh, I think Vauban wins uh, I'm going for a Willie Mullins Quinella with Absurd in for second um, Don't mind the Japanese I'll put it, um, it in for third as uh, Yeah, it in for third And then the other two are probably uh, The other three I'm tossing up between Is without a fight, Salcom and Bow and Declare Oh, and maybe Future History So just maybe, yeah play around with that, but, yeah, Vauban's going to win and Daylight second. All right, I am going to go similar. I think Vauban is going to win. I will be backing it outright, standing it out in a bunch of stuff. I might even stand it out in the quaddy just for fun, uh, but I will be doing a lot of other stuff. Uh, Sulkham will go there. I know the others have potted it, but to be honest, if it jumps and it's got Magic Man aboard, it can definitely be there. Absurd is going in. Vauban declare have backed it the last couple. I think he needs to be included. And Future History... I like what Coe's been gaming the push, and I'm just going to chuck Calipori in there as well. Just, um, I'm a Zach Lloyd fan. I'd love to see, I'd love to what it did the other day. I think if it's going to be up front, it might, I don't know if it's going to do that again, but it's going to be a tough one. But we'll, uh, we'll put this in for more detail probably tomorrow and then obviously on Tuesday. But, um, that's it for the cup. Uh, Chris, you mentioned earlier that you had a couple of others you liked throughout the day or wherever, somewhere else as well. Do you want to tip those before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, I'll just do it quickly. Uh, race four at Ramwick, I was keen on Sly Boots, the seven, which is a uh, three-year-old for Gay and Adrian in the barn dance. Really keen on Body Bob. Um, the I know the owners, but they're pretty keen as well. But it's it's run. I thought it was home against the, the Crested on, Also I, on the barn dance is just such a funny name. Yeah, how good is it? Uh, also on Everest Day, uh, and then at Ramwick. Uh, sorry, sorry, at Flemington. There is a horse called Aztec something, which, oh, it's a three-year-old. It's a three-year-old. I thought it would be in the derby. It's not in the derby. It's in one of the early races, uh, and I'm keen on it. Aztec Stake, race three. Race three, $2.30 for the Hayes Stable. Uh, Did you have something at Adelaide? (laughs) Yeah, but I I haven't looked at the market. I, I had... Lady Simone in race eight, Mark, but I haven't sent prices yet, so I have to confirm that. Lady I'll put Simone some, is there's 650. I've got some marked at Mildura and Kembler and stuff, so I might put it up on the Facebook page. All right. You better, mate. You've been known to say that a lot. Well, you got to put them up. We absolutely can get um, find some actual winners. But uh, oh, Lady Simone is 650, yeah, and the favourite is no chance. So, yeah, yeah Lady Simone is, you, is a bet. Sure. You know what? The favourite in that, I've heard people declare it the last two starts, second to none. It's uh, jumped at about $2.20 both starts and been shocking both times. So I like what you're doing there with Lady Simone. It's 11s into six fifty. Kohai, anywhere else on the day? Have you marked anything else you're going to have a little couple of bucks on? I have not looked at anything at Randwick. I'll definitely uh, knock that over soon. 
But I don't mind this Supergirl running in the uh, the Macca's run over 2,800 metres. The race, I believe, White Marlin won last year. It was mm-hmm. a Goldman. Um, yeah, There's don't mind it. Yeah, don't mind it. Gay and Adrian horse. It's drawn 12, but it will spear across lead. It's got the low weight. Uh, I think it's about five or six bucks right now. Definitely give it a chance. All right. Uh, Tommy, anything else on the day? No, oh, I got a ton. I'm so keen for <laughs> Tuesday um, in Flemington. I I back called I last start. It's a horror. Um, it's not a great draw again, but it's um. If you go back and watch it, it it should have pissed in. It it just had no luck at all. Race nine for number fifteen called I. Um, I think forgot you seven dollars early. Yeah, oh, it was just a horror watch. Um, last start, but it's it's going to win something soon. Um. Forgot you and Mr. Waterville. I think they're all right chances throughout the um, that Flemington card. Uh, Ranwick, State of America in the first, I think, trialed really well. Uh, in the second, Emperor was trialed even better. Matty Dunn, Nashville Rilla in a mid um, on a Tuesday highway just looks great. Two thirty at the moment. He'll probably start odds on. Own a Merck in race three, child. Well, uh, we'll keep going through it. We've got <laughs> the big dance. Uh, yep. Wicklow was massive last start. I think it'll win. I think it'll win the big dance. Uh, Wicklow with Tommy Berry. I love Body Bob. It's. I thought it was going to win. Um, I just worries. Uh, it, it's against a good field. It's some Cosy Hosco horses, and I've been trying. And that Cosy Hosco was great, but yeah, Body Bob and. I've been trying. I like there as well. Spangler, because it's going to rain in the little dance. We're going to get some of that. Um, or, I mean, we've been getting that rain, and it's, um, I think it'll really go well, Spangler. The other thing I was going to say, no Musselbrook markets at the moment, but i uh, got a first starter at Musselbrook running. It's called Vincente uh, in the Maiden. It's it's a bit of a rat bag, but it's two trials. It's been it's running really well. Once it gets in and chance, it, it it has been going really well. Whether it gets the gates and um, can actually load, that's going to be the question because the um, she's yeah a bit of a rat bag, but I think she's a quality horse. So it's number twelve in race three. Okay, Gente as well. Uh, all right. Boys, that wraps us up. Hopefully uh, we find some winners here. Who's working and who's not working? Um, Chris, I assume you're working. Tommy, Coey, what are you guys going to do? Yeah, I'll be working the bar over, mate. <sighs> Must be nice. <laughs> the, go- the blokes working at Sky Racing have the day off. Like, Who would have thought? I'll be working till lunchtime, then heading out to the track. Everyone should like, – It's it should be public holiday. It's one of the great days of the year. Get out and enjoy it would be what I'd say. Just Even if you don't like horse racing, just go have lunch somewhere, you know, watch it, have a bet. Are you guys going to the track, Tom, Coey? Looking like um, a pub pub session, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. We'll be um yeah, wash, wash putting them back, so to speak. <laughs> All right, sweet. Thank you for joining me, boys. We'll uh put up selections either tomorrow or Tuesday on Facebook. But uh I'll speak soon. Thank you. Cheers guys, enjoy Ben wins. <laughs>